get gayer and gayer and more queer. If you target trans folks, fuck you. Xeno pronouns. Perhaps one of the most beautiful concepts. Hey everybody, I'm Brad Palumbo, and welcome back to Damage Control, my new podcast where we are reclaiming the LGBT community from the insane leftists who've taken it over. My guest today is Amir Odom, a YouTuber and Instagram creator who's spoken out on these issues. We get into his fascinating life story and his political evolution, as well as, of course, react to some woke TikToks and some out there takes from people on the right. If you're new here, be sure to subscribe, hit that like button, comment, yada, 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 and let's get into it. Amir, great to talk with you. Hey there. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe just to start, you know, I discovered you on Instagram where you've got a big following uh, a while back, but then I saw you explode on YouTube back in March when you uploaded uh, the first video I'd ever seen from you. And now it has, I think, over a million views Um Talk us through your background before you got involved in like political social media commentary. Uh, who are you? Yeah, so my name's Amir Odom, and I like to equip people with the tools to share their opinion online on tough topics. So really, before 2020, that's when my accounts really blew up. Um, I've always been vocal on various things in life, and when it came to politics, I was vocal in that I hated Republicans because I was black and gay, and I just thought they were out to get me. Um, and then long story short, I got red pilled on a Tinder date on at, at a Starbucks. Actually, it's actually crazy. Tell this uh, story. I'm sorry. I need to hear about this red pilling <laughs> gay, gay yeah, Tinder date. So I meet up with this guy and we go to Starbucks and we're talking and he's like asking me about my opinion on various topics. And we get to talking about Black Lives Matter. And he went in my opinion on how I felt about uh, these signs that were going around on campuses that were saying white lives matter or um, no, it's OK to be white. And I popped off and I was like, it's racist. They're trying to rile us up. Like, we know it's okay to be white. It's not okay to be black in this country. And he just kept pushing back on me. Like, he just kept asking me more questions. Well, why do you feel this way? Like, why do you feel like you're not safe? Like, we're here together sitting here. Was it not that bad, like, years ago? So that really opened my eyes to a lot. And I trusted him. I liked him a lot. And he told me I should go online and look up uh, Stephen Crowder's Change My Mind and just kind of dabble my toes in alternative viewpoints online and so i did that and within a year i went from marching in the streets with blm to shaking donald trump's hand in the white house so i went through this whole year-long transformation red pilling and just taking all sorts of content reaching out to other creators and i was very vocal about that process and then i met trump in october of 2018 and I posted about it online. And I said, you know, I'm sure that went over to, well. Oh, yeah. So I'm also oblivious. <laughs> and so I went to a Beyonce concert and I was front row for that. And I was on her webpage. And so I was like, wow, within 20 days, I went from front page Beyonce's website to on Donald Trump's Instagram. Like, what is life? Posted it on Twitter. Didn't think nothing of it. No. 40,000 tweets later. You dumb N-word, F-word, everything under the sun. And I'm sitting here like, well, I thought we were about equality and inclusivity. Like, I know like, it was just confusing. And so since then, I decided to be vocal. And in 2020, uh, that's when my account on Instagram really took off because I was talking about uh, COVID. And then it went right into George Floyd. And then it went right into Pride Month. And it was like back to back to back. And the account just grew. 
And uh, as of last year, I've gone full-time uh, content creator and it's been the biggest blessing. And now I'm here. It's a blessing and a curse. You know, it's got a lot oh, of benefits. God, yeah. I'm also a full-time creator and I love it, but it is, there's some downsides. I'll put it oh, that way as well. Totally. Like, and no one talks about the downsides. Everyone acts like it's all just pretty and loving and like you do your own schedule and it's this, this and that. And it's, it's your own business. It's hard. Like, yeah, yeah and there's a lot that goes I'm into I'm sure you it. relate to this, but you end up, what I love is actually creating the content, making my own videos, having conversations with people like you. But you end up hey. dedicating so much time to the editing, the scheduling, the packaging, yes. the back end. Yes. And people don't see that. So appreciate us, people. But um, I want to know a little bit more, like, what was your family like, your dynamic? When did you come out? Uh, what was that like for you? Yeah. So family, I always say the same joke, but I'm black. So obviously there's no dad in the picture. He left when I was like four. Oh, God. So he's gone. Um, and then I grew up with my mom and we were pretty much just middle class. I guess you can say she worked at the school district, went on through life uh, in eighth grade. We were homeless for a bit. She, we got kicked out the house and oh, wow. had to couch surf at my godparents house and that was a whole ordeal um but i always break it up into like being black and then being gay being black i felt like i was always pressured to be a part of like all the black kids at school even though i didn't really want to be i was into the paramore the all the rock music and wearing the big dc shoes and skateboarding but because i was black i was being like oh i have to wear the jordans and i have to hang out with the black kids i have to try out for basketball the whole nine and that really disturbed my mental health a lot because I felt like I never was enough. And then at the same time, I didn't know I was gay in middle school, but I just suppressed it and like locked it away in the closet. Um, and then fast forward to freshman year of high school, I moved to Tennessee. And I was like, well, if I'm going to move to a new school, I might as well just be out. Like there's no reason to come out. And then like, there's no reason to go to a new school, be in the closet and then have to come out. So I was out to like, I mean, I was out to the school, but I wasn't out to family. And like, if you weren't at school, you didn't really know I was gay. And so on Facebook, I'm like, we're so old. I'm like, back in the day, there's a like my status and I'll leave a, to be honest, on your wall. And I did that with my friend and she wrote, Amir, you're my gay best friend on my Facebook wall. And that's and how your, so, your family found out? Yeah, definitely oh, outed. Um, it was a shit show. I was at lunch in school the next day and my mom's texting me like, no, you're not gay. This isn't real. This isn't happening. The whole family is having an ordeal. Um, basically got sent to conversion camp. Like after that happened, I spent two weeks talking to the pastor, two weeks talking to the youth leader, and then two weeks sent off to my grandpa's farm in the middle of America. And he has like 20 acres to do manly things, which I mean, that didn't change doesn't anything. Change your <laughs> I know, like cool i learned how to do certain things on a farm they didn't really change much so it's been a wild ride to say the least uh but a lot of that has summed up into especially eighth grade when we were in that little homeless patch uh very I'm trying not to get this sensor to block uh very intrusive thoughts um self-deletion so you can say and after a lot of failed attempts, I really took a hold of my life and said, you know what? I'm going to make this what I want it to be. Like, if I'm not going to take it, I'm really damn sure going to do what I need to do to create the life I wish to live. And so I also bring a lot of motivation into a lot of my content because it really is the only thing that kept me alive. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I've never had that level of struggle, but I know the things that I went through, I'm not sure I would do it differently if I could because it's right. made me part of who I am and I, mm-hmm. it's developed the resilience and the drive that's kind of pushed me to actually excel. So I don't know. It seems like you've really developed some remarkable resilience. I hope things with your Thank family you. are in a better place now. Yeah, they're pretty solid. I mean, I still don't talk to my dad at all. And then my mom, we talk eh, like once, like once a month ish. Um, but other than that, I'm just, I protect my peace. I do what I need to do to take care of my mental health and I keep it pushing. Uh, because like you said, like everybody goes through things in life, but it's a matter of how you move on from it. And that's the one thing I control and always will control. I can't help what someone does to me, but I can help how I move forward from the situation. So yeah, I love that mindset. I do want to ask though, because I've heard mixed things from different people. It depends a lot. Like, obviously, this is generalizing wildly. Right. But do you think it can still be harder to come out in the black community or in a black family than in a white family? Yes. I mean, I say that as a black man. I don't know to the full extent what it's like coming out in a white family. And I'm sure even then it's different between a white family in the Midwest versus the white family in rural Alabama. But as a consensus as a whole, I think the black community uh, is very homophobic. Uh, not so much in the new age, like black women. I think they're really the first to really like hype up gay men, but then they are still very conservative by nature. They just don't realize it. Like they're very into like the natural roles and like men and women and how they come together and form a marriage. Like they're very into all of that. Uh, so. I don't know, but I do think, I mean, the black community has a lot of work to do as far as, you know, gay relations, because yeah, that part's terrifying. I mean, I just came out to my barbershop like last week. What was that like? I was like? sweating bullets because black, have you ever been in a black barbershop? No. It's a, uh, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. And it's all because I can go to get my haircut because I mean, I've had my, I've had some haircuts from not a black barbershop and has not gone well. So I always go there and there's always memes about like, you know, in the barbershop and you have on like some Jordans and then you walk out the barbershop and you have on high heels. <laughs> there's a lot of reels like, like the that. Day just evaporates. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, man. Uh, but I was sweating bullets and it was fine. Uh, they were like, hey, Mia, you, you pulled all the hose, all the hose. And I was like, no, like I'm married. And he's like, oh, really? Like, let me see her. And I was like, it's a dude. <laughs> And the whole barbershop erupts, but it was fine. They're like inclusive. And I texted him after and I'm like, you know, I've been kicked out of barbershop for being gay. And someone found my Instagram. Hold up. And they're like, we don't tell me. No, tell this story. Yes. I was sitting there getting my haircut and they had the news on. It was like, this was back in 20. I was in Texas at the time, like 2020 or 2019. One of those years. Um, And Trump was on the TV and they started talking about politics and I could tell the whole room was like directed at me and asking me questions about how I felt. And they're like, yeah, like, you know, we see your Instagram, yada, yada, yada. Like, we don't mess with that. Like, why are you over here supporting Trump? And like, you're gay. Like, what is going on? And I'm just like, get me out of this chair. He finished the haircut and I paid, but I never went back. And so ever since then, finding new barbers, I've always been like, please don't look me up. Please don't look me up. But so far it's been fine here in back in home in Nashville yeah well I guess to kind of get into the the meat of this conversation uh the video that you posted that went mega viral on YouTube your first one that I saw Mm -hmm. at least was something to the effect of 
my problems with the LGBTQ community. Yeah. What are those problems? There's a quite a bit. It's like, get um, out the notebook, time to list. <laughs> I know. I'm like, that video is like 30 minutes long. Um, where do we even start? I mean, one, this idea that because I'm gay, I have to act like X, Y, Z. Uh, that because I'm gay, I have to like all the drag queens. I have to go, let me watch the RuPaul's Drag Race. I have to I have be never on Grindr 24 7. Not a single one. I have in high school or college. Uh, it's not the worst, but I mean, it's just. The idea that I had to do that, that I had to be a part of that, that I had to like the rainbows, that annoys me. The fact that the LGB is tied together with the TQ+, by all means, TQ+, do what you want to do, but don't infringe on me as a gay man and try to erase me, because that's essentially what they're doing now. Like, if I'm gay because I like the male sex, but now you have the TQ+, saying, well, yeah, that male sex can have a penis or a vagina, it doesn't matter. And that child that that alone drives me up a wall. That um how they're including kids into everything, the trans women in sports. There's a lot of different issues that we can talk about. It's just they're issues that that people really aren't saying out loud. I mean that video did numbers, but I think it did numbers because there's a lot of people that agreed with it, but are scared to say it because the LGBTQ community right now will come after you like yeah. like a hawk so i mean i i don't know I, i've never really felt like a part of the lgbtq community or anything like mm-hmm. that because i've always been pretty uh center right in my political views and pretty outspoken about it so when i lived in dc now i live in michigan but when i lived in dc uh i was i briefly joined a gay men's soccer club right i was mm-hmm. single i was looking to like meet people through common interests and it was fine, but I and I I started going to events and I joined, but then it, it really didn't get what I wanted out of it. I didn't make any friends mm-hmm. or any. Everyone was kind of standoffish to me, and I thought it was because I was new. I come to find out, it's because they know my politics. They've seen me on TV. Mm. They've read my articles, and they don't like me because they're very hyper political in DC. The gays there, and then I actually basically got excommunicated from this team because I said I don't support minors doing medical transitions. And which is that's crazy, yeah. right? But so they yeah. said, get this, they said that my participation on the team made hypothetical, there weren't any, made hypothetical trans people who joined unsafe. So many problems with that. I don't even know where to begin. But have you faced like similar kind of backlash for being gay and being outspoken? I, I know basically everyone I talk to in this space has in one form or another. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely lost friends growing up. Like, a lot of my childhood friends are not there anymore, um, especially because I grew up in the Midwest, and so it was just a little bit more uh, just liberal, I guess you can say, and all those friends are gone. I do not talk to any of them. There was one friend I had specifically that I was really close with, and he's white, gay as well, and he said, you know what, Amir, I'm tired of you being uh, homophobic and racist all the time. And I was just like, this is interesting coming from a white gay, but okay all right here so I lost those friends but all in all I haven't really gone through too much wild um being especially being gay I mean in high school I stopped coming out in 10th grade I was like you know what I put all the rainbow stuff away like I just like you know I'm a mirror first my sexuality is behind a closed door like it's all that matters 
And so I'd make friends and we'd just be hanging out and they're just like, oh, Amir, like, do you, who do you like? You're like so-and-so. And I'm like, oh, no, I like Dylan. And they're just like, wait, you're gay? And I'm like, yeah. And they're just like, oh, I didn't know gay people were chill. And it's like, yeah, we are. Like, it's fine. So not really, no. Especially since, like, being vocal online. Obviously, I get the hate threats and the hate comments of, like, my inner circle. No, because, I mean, at this point, everyone around me knows where I stand. There are some friends that I just don't talk to about politics at all. But other than that, it's been pretty fine. That's good. Um, I don't know about you, but I also really was so glad when June slammed to a shut and when Pride Month was finally over. Yeah. I found the whole thing exhausting. I think at this point, a lot of what happens associated with the Pride movement is like really counterproductive, really setting people back and harmful. I mean, I, I get why that people who have overcome stigma, they've been, you know, disowned by their family or they face backlash or discrimination in one form or another. I actually understand the idea of why they'd be proud. It's not just like, oh, I don't think anyone should be inherently proud of their sexuality, but being proud right. of sticking to who you are despite the adversity you faced. I understand exactly. that totally. But I feel like they've become partisan, hyperpartisan. Uh, inappropriate, conflated with kink and lewd behavior. And I yes. have never felt comfortable or welcome at any of them. And I just wish they would stop. Like at this point, I think they're doing more harm than good. But I want to know where you're at with uh, Pride Month. I completely agree with you. I mean, I went to Pride back in 2011 and 2012 when I was in high school. Um, and that was it. Just because when I went there, like this is, I feel weird. Like this is inappropriate. There is all the sexual kink stuff in the streets. There's children here. There's drag shows. I mean, I'm sure that I don't even care. I own up to everything. I'm sure there's footage out there somewhere, but I won a twerking competition at Pride. As a minor? In school. Yes. That shouldn't, you shouldn't have been allowed to participate I, in not, the twerking but I'm looking competition back at as a minor. When I, when I look back at it, I'm like, that actually, I was about 16, 17 twerking on stage yeah so looking back it was i mean it's been inappropriate but even more so now it's just completely gone off the rails i cannot stand it like you said i don't feel safe at it either because it is extremely political too it's not just a celebration of being gay or going fighting through your struggles sticking to who you are no it's about this is who i have sex with these are the kinks that i love uh here are the people i hate i hate all conservatives republicans i hate trump and yeah I always I mean, got really annoyed that, like, at DC Pride, for example, there would be unrelated activism just casually conflated with it. So oh, yeah. You'd, you'd see pro-abortion stuff. You'd see anti-gun stuff, anti-Trump stuff, all this stuff that whatever your opinion is on those issues, and I certainly have mine, but it's like, it just shouldn't have anything to do with being gay. Like, a gay person yeah. could have whatever thoughts on the It's a liberal event, rally. That's what abortion, it is at this point. Right? I mean, you even see it in the flag. Like, it's not even a rainbow flag anymore. The rainbow's been covered it, up. <laughs> It's been covered up by all the other issues and people like it's it's beyond me. I'm so glad that, you know, granted now it's August that, you know, Pride Month is over. I'm glad it's kind of dwindling down. I saw less logos this year. I saw less campaigns, campaigns this year, uh, which I think a lot of that probably have to do with Dylan Mulvaney. But I mean, who knows there? But uh, yeah, I I'm just ready for it to be over. Yeah. I mean, so I'm curious what your perception is. I've talked to a lot of people on this show uh, from the LGBT spectrum who are right of center. And I mm-hmm. think a lot of us have witnessed kind of a backlash to LGBT. I mean, I don't know. I think 
2018-2019 era, the right yeah. was pretty chill on these on these issues. You know, not mm-hmm. everyone. There was still that you know Christian hardcore right that thinks being gay is is evil and right uh, thinks trans people are all demonic or something. But by and large, I feel like a there was a lot of people who supported gay marriage, even the ones who didn't were like, all right, but just do your thing. And mm-hmm. I didn't really see or encounter a lot of homophobia in conservative media. And the trans issue just wasn't the the only debates going on were about like sports and minors. There wasn't really backlash to trans adults living however they want to live. I feel like we've really because in part because of the left wing cultural overreach and going so extreme on these issues. I don't know about you, but I feel like I've really witnessed a lot of general hostility now for the LGBT in and the T, but even just gay people and most definitely over the last couple of years. And I'm pretty concerned by that. Oh yeah. Same. I between, that's such a good era too, because between honestly, since gay marriage, like since 2014, 2015, up until 2019, 2020, the gays were chilling. It was fine. It was crickets. Obviously you had, like you said before, you had the really far right Christians and just like the general people that didn't like gays, but it was, pretty tame and especially the right for 2019-2020 era it was fine but now we've just gone back so much where now anything remotely gay the right is clutching their pearls because they're just like oh get it away like they really have taken anything gay and associated with the tq plus side of things like now they just see anything that has anything remote to do with a gay person they're screaming it's very hostile and it's sad because it shouldn't have to be this way. And it wasn't this way. And that's why I have hope that it can change. But it is uncomfortable knowing that it is going in a different direction. And it's going to take people like us to make content and speak up and be vocal for the majority of gays who do feel like us. But uh, it is concerning. Yeah, I just like, for example, the uh, in Congress uh, last session, they voted for the Respect for Marriage Act, which just enshrined gay marriage into federal law in, in the unlikely instance that Obergefell was overturned. And like mm-hmm. 50 something Republicans in the House voted yes. yes for it. Uh, and they voted in favor of it, which means like 150 voted against. But those 50 were viciously attacked by some groups on the right and by some mm-hmm. people on the right. Yet, back in like 2018, 2019, even 2016, when Trump was entering office, he said he was fine with gay marriage. And nobody really blinked at that. There wasn't the same like, feverish backlash and pitch i do think that that is cropping up again and gaining momentum yeah i agree i remember trump even waved the gay flag at a rally before well like and now had, they use that against him yeah. that he was too pro-gay. right yeah mm-hmm. that is too pro-gay and yeah like you said before when you know all the republicans voted yes for that marriage i like, it's like why is that such a controversial thing why are you angry about that just let people get married and and live their lives but it, we've just gone backwards due to a lot of the left-wing policies and and things that the culture is doing and as a group maybe as the lgbtq that they're pushing on the children and in stores and you know the rights fed up with it and they're pushing back on anything gay and i wish it wasn't the case but it is concerning and i i, I we're trying our best to fight against that and show people that we're not all like that. And we still do deserve the same rights that you were fine with back in 2018. Yeah, we're certainly not all like that. I, I don't know. You've talked about this, but 
mm-hmm. for a long time I felt um struggle like like a struggle to be my own individual within these communities yeah. because on either side I feel like there's expectations placed upon me because I'm gay about what I'm supposed to believe or mm-hmm. people just assume things. You know, there's this story I've told a couple times, but when uh, my boyfriend and I moved into our new house here in Michigan, there was a, a couple, an older couple up the street. They uh, have all those like woke signs in their yard. The oh, hate has God. no home here. The, you know, mm-hmm. we believe science is real. Just, oh, no human is elite. Like, you know, you know the signs, you know the time. Yeah. And so as soon as they saw us two gays moving in, they assumed we were their people. And they came over mm-hmm. and they brought us a bottle of wine and they knocked on the door and they invited us for barbecue, blah, blah, blah. Well, so we're unpacking and we put out a sign uh, for Peter Meyer, who was our congressman at the time. We were uh-huh. supporting his election. And then between that, and he's a Republican, and between that and the um, my Facebook page, which apparently the neighbor had discovered, they very mm-hmm. quickly... Uh, realized we weren't their type and they uh, no never way. followed up on that barbecue invitation. They just ghosted. Never. And so I find it funny because they're progressive, yet they are making assumptions and stereotypes about gay people and just mapping on their preconceived notions to mm-hmm. it. I imagine you've encountered a lot of the same thing, both being gay and being black. Oh, yeah. Like they expect because I am black and gay that I think a certain way and, and like that's literally racist and prejudice like for you to think that because of because you see the color of my skin and who I'm dating you automatically know my entire world of you it's very entitled of you to assume that uh so I do get that a ton and even regarding you know both on the left and the right I'm never I don't know even how to say it like I'm never gay enough for the left but I'm not straight enough for the right. I don't know. Like my follow, I remember one time I lost 5,000 followers in one hour. This Wait, was like why? two months ago. This was two months ago on Instagram because I was responding, I was reviewing a uh, a Jubilee video and they were talking about can gay people be parents? And I made a comment. I guess they forgot I was gay. I made a comment and said, you know what? I can't wait to be a dad. I totally think God, two guys can be wonderful, amazing parents. And they were, my. I'll send you the post. The comment section is very telling of where the right is. Some of the right is going. Um, I mean, majority of the people are gone now. But yeah, they, they grilled me for that. Like, oh, no, you can't be a parent. Like, some kids are better off in adoption than in, in, in the home of gay people. And just crazy. Yeah, I so mean, I have that on the right where you never, you're not enough. Like, yeah, you're gay and uh, and they're like rooting you up because you're pushing back, but at the end of the day, you're still gay. So some of them still don't like you. And then on the left, you have these people that are like, say they love and support black and queer voices. Listen but then when to they find black out, voices. <laughs> yeah. And then the second you hear what I'm having to say, all of a sudden you don't want to hear my voice. Yeah, no, it's I get what you, you mean about the right. I've done content, including on this show, um, basically pushing back on the backlash to gay parents because I think two gay mm-hmm. parents can absolutely raise a child and have a wonderful family. And I think mm-hmm. there's actually a lot of research that the kids showing ki- that kids turn out just fine. And sometimes they do above average on some things because uh, the kind of gay people that tend to like adopt or even do surrogacy tend to be pretty affluent and be able to provide quite oh, yeah. a lot of resources for the kids. 
So I am totally pro that. And even then I would get, you know, two things. I'd get followers of mine who would just like respectfully disagree, which is okay mm-hmm. with me, even though I really don't agree with them when they say that gay people shouldn't be parents. But then I yeah. get a lot of just like straight up homophobia. And the comment section mm-hmm. is never fully representative of real life because the, right. only the most extreme people or the most emotionally passionate people take the time to write a comment. But even then, I, I was surprised how much backlash I got on basic sentiments like it's fine for a kid to have two dads and two moms that I mm-hmm. don't really think I would have gotten a few years ago in my Facebook comments, in my YouTube comments, on my Twitter. And same people follow me. And I, I look, I just tell them, I'm going to tell you what I think. And it's not always going to be what you want to hear because then I'm no longer, you know, a commentator. I'm simply a mirror pandering to yep. you holding back what you want to hear and that's not who i am yeah the one thing i have is my individuality and i'm always going to stick to that and i'm always going to have my own opinion and my own voice you're never going to agree with 100 percent of what i say so don't sit here and expect that and don't be silent and support me for the 99 percent and the one percent you don't like you're raging it doesn't make any sense all right, guys. Well, there will be, uh, we're going to move on to everyone's favorite part of this podcast, which is reacting to woke TikToks. Uh, nope. But I hope God. you enjoyed uh, our conversation. If you want to get to know Amir more, his links are going to be in the description. Now, Amir, I've got to get your thoughts on just a handful of the crazy videos. People have started sending me them because they know I do mm-hmm. this uh, that I found on TikTok this week. Uh, let's roll the first one. There's a joy for queer people. It's not just coming out, it's how much gayer you get day by day. You just get gayer and gayer and more queer. Like you feel your power grow. It is wild. So do you get gayer and gayer by day, Amir? This is exactly what I was talking about when I said I can't stand when we're expected to act a certain way that because we're gay, we're supposed to like, oh my gosh, we just get gayer and gayer and gayer. No. That it pisses me off so much because it's not real. It's fake. It's fraudulent. Also, like why, being gay why, is not a superpower. It doesn't make you special. It doesn't make you worse, but it doesn't make you special at all. It's just, and these people want to be normal and accepted. So they want to be accepted so bad, but then you're doing stuff like this where it's like it's just fake. No straight person does this. No straight person says this. That it's just not true. That's not the case. And. Uh, also, most I, gay people funny. don't talk like this and aren't like this, but these are the ones that go viral on TikTok or get mm-hmm. platformed by like LGBT media, which is hot garbage, most of it. Um, these are the ones that get platformed and boosted. And then, you know, a lot of people will roll their eyes at this kind of thing and they think it's cringe and stupid because it is. And maybe they'll hold that against that whole LGBT community, even though it's really not representative at all. Right. And it's sad because I used to watch the Try Guys all the time in high school and college. Like, I loved Eugene. He was so funny. But then he made that coming out video. And, I mean, you see it. It's like night and day. It's like the man flew out the closet and completely changed his whole personality. And for some people, yeah, they are they are suppressing themselves in their true identity. But this idea that you are gay and then now you're out here acting, quote unquote, gay, you're, at, that, at that point, you're just a copy and paste clone. How are you individual? How are you any different when you're acting like that? Yeah, I think gayer and gayer and gayer. Some gay people are genuinely effeminate and that's totally fine. But then there's also some people who like adopt this gay persona because it will make them popular or it's cool in a way. And I think that's 
just as inauthentic as oppressing your actual self. Exactly. All right. Completely up agree. next, uh, let's see what we've got here. Everyone transitions at some time in their life, whether from child to adult or maybe girlfriend to wife. We're all taking steps to make our lives feel more true. So kindly, if you target trans folks, fuck you right up the tush. <laughs> so first off, I'm going to give this one a two out of 10 for the musical performance. Yeah, I'll give it. Not even. I'll give it a six. I love the ukulele. Oh, <laughs> She's okay. the ukulele. You're very kind. But uh, the content, no. <laughs> content gets a zero out of ten. That, like these things, piss me. yeah. Go I ahead. certainly don't believe in targeting trans people, whatever that means. But like telling people to like quack you, right? This very aggressive yeah. approach is not how you convince people. And then I also think it's very inauthentic or like not genuine to compare medically transitioning which involves in if you go the full route cutting off body parts like in massive surgery with getting married or like growing up or normal like transitions that just happen in the everyday course of life it's obviously something quite different from that and so exactly i just feels like a very strange conflation Mm -hmm. completely agree and it's it's frustrating and annoying because we're destroying what language means because this person is saying, oh, you know, if you're, you know, attacking or coming for trans folks, but to them, the content we make is attacking them and harming their lives. Like that's how far to the extent they go to say that we are actually harming them by just giving our, our nuanced opinion. And so it invalidates everything they're having to say because it's like, what do you take serious? What is attacking to you? Is it me punching and hitting someone? Or is it me saying, hey, yeah, maybe we shouldn't do this for a minor? Mm-hmm. Like, that's where, an where attack. Where are we at in this conversation? Exactly. It's an... Oof. You got me heated. I can't. I uh, Yeah, last week I did one where they said misgendering is violence. And, and that's... <laughs> I know. First off, tell me you've never experienced real violence without telling me. But also that's the dangerous part is if if it's an attack if it's violence then they can respond to it with violence that's the justification exactly. they're making with that twisting of the language uh-huh it's beyond me all right let's see uh what we have next here xeno pronouns perhaps one of the most beautiful concepts uh, one of the most poetic ways to approach this subject xeno pronouns refers to any pronoun a person has that is unspeakable, that is unworkable in the language of a person. So an example would be a xeno pronoun would be a word. I can't, I can't even say it, right? Because that's the point. They're unsayable and sort of effervescent and unknowable, kind of like a person's gender. <laughs> that's why I love this one. So an example would be, uh, you know, a Zeno pronoun would contain a, 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 a set of letters that is a pronunciation that a human being can't pronounce. It's some sound that a human being can't pronounce. Or that a Zeno pronoun contains an image or a concept that it's alluding to that is actually something that language has no way to express. The movement of understanding where non-binary people come from 
can sometimes take us into very lofty, beautiful, spiritual, poetic places. Thank you for your willingness to understand. And thank you for your willingness to honor us. This is what we're not going to do. What we're not going to do is sit here and act like this is normal and acceptable behavior. This is lunacy and something really went wrong when we got rid of the mental institutions. I'm not even trying to be hateful. I'm not even trying to be mean. But the fact that you got here sitting, you have someone sitting here saying we can acknowledge someone by saying nothing and address them as saying nothing. That's insanity. That's lunacy. And that's batshit crazy. I thought like, honestly, this seems like a parody almost like if, if i didn't know that jeffrey marsh was a committed like social progressive tiktoker i would right. thought this was like a right you know how right wingers will make those personas that are pur- purposely mm-hmm. over the top to mock woke stuff i would have thought that was this because it doesn't even make sense on its own terms a pronoun is a word we use in language to refer to a person but their pronoun is a word that can't be spoken or pronounced <laughs> What? It makes it's in the no, word pronounced, right? Like, <laughs> it makes no sense, and it drives me up a wall because I, this man is—it's serious. Like, it's not comedy. It's not a skit. It's not satire. Like, no, they're—they're they're being legit, and they're trying to be respectful and loving and inclusive. But, but no, that man is so privileged in America, has so little worries to worry about that their whole life is being made by by just talking about pronouns and sex. We have people on the same planet, thousands of miles away, don't even know where they're getting their next meal from, dodging who knows what bullets, can't say, can't even, can't even be gay, getting thrown off of buildings, getting stoned. There's so much more going on in this planet, but you're so privileged, you're so fortunate to be in the United States of America that instead of taking those privileges and creating something meaningful out of your life, you're defaulting to coming up with just crazy theories and saying, yes, it's harmful and it's hateful if someone doesn't refer to me with silence. With the words that can't be pronounced. (laughs) Miss me. Miss me with the BS. Well, and I just, I hate it because whether we like it or not, like, these are the faces of the online LGBT community. These are their icons. These are who they're putting up as their representatives. And like, I'm just going to be honest, if I was under the impression that that's what what gay people were like, and I'm, I'm not because I know it's not true, but if that's what I thought, I'd be homophobic. I'd be homophobic. <laughs> I say the same damn thing. I'm like, listen, the way y'all acting out here in these streets, it's no wonder people. I hate it that they're rising and not liking us, but I see why. Hello, those people are the face of the LGBTQ community. And I'm sitting here like, well, damn, am I homophobe now? Because... I know what I do in private is not homophobic, but damn, like seeing that, I want no part. Well, no you part are of it homophobic, all. apparently, according to your friend, ex-friend. Yeah. Oh, God. I can't, I can't deal with Jeffrey. That's wild. <laughs> Jeffrey is a lot. That's wild. All right. Last one. Take a look at this. You know what's not harmful to society? Queer people. You want to know what is? Capitalism. Let's talk about it. Largely due to the policy and politics of conservative lawmakers, Americans are drowning in the cost of living and dying and breathing 
and blinking. The wealthy 1% earned $65 trillion last year. And even worse, they might pay less in taxes than your uncle who works in construction. I'm these two things are not related <laughs> at all. I'm like, I'm just confused at what this person's even saying and trying to to equate. Because I'm I'm pretty sure that person's on an, an iPhone in this you know horrible capitalistic society. I'm pretty sure that that's a black person, and as a black man, the freest country to be in as a black man is America. So I don't know. You want to try going somewhere else to see how that works out for you. I mean, uh, socialist and communist regimes have not been historically super friendly to LGBTQ rights. I would I would just humbly suggest that as a matter of the <laughs> check the historical record there. But like also just none of this even makes sense. Like the cost of living is high because of conservative politics. Um, No. Right. That's not why we have inflation. We have inflation because we printed trillions of dollars out of thin air and ran three trillion dollar debt. Thin air. So that's not conservative politics in, in any sense. And then to say, just like, to even conflate these two things is just weird to me. Also, like, oh, I'm so sick of this talking point about the wealthy not paying taxes. So there are right. loopholes, right, uh, in the tax code that are bad. But even when they pay less in taxes, what they mean is a lower rate. Like if Bill Gates is paying 10% yeah. and your uncle in construction is paying 20%, he's still paying a million times more in dollars to, to the IRS. But maybe you should close those loopholes, but it's very dishonest to say he's paying less in taxes or whatever. And it's just, mm -hmm. I hate the conflation of like being LGBT with therefore I have to be like this progressive Marxist on economics. Like I'm a dirty capitalist. Mm -hmm. I'm a hardcore capitalist. <laughs> and frankly- yes. You know, capitalism, it's not a coincidence that the, the most advanced nations in the world are all market-based, somewhat capitalist societies, and are also the best places to be gay or trans or whatever, because economic and freedom and political personal freedom go hand in hand. They closely correlate. Like, name to me this communist utopia that is just great for the gays. I'd love to see it. I'd, I'd, let I'd me know how, the, how it, it is in China in uh north korea in russia anywhere for the gays uh -huh. you snapped i mean you, you hit the nail on the head because it's true there's nowhere else better to be capitalism it has freed us it has allowed us to be uh fortunate and thriving in the many ways that we are and this person has absolutely no idea what is going on and i just can't believe that this person uh votes uh -huh. I so my so, because, uh, my TikTok is attuned to these folks. I've followed a lot of them, and now my feed is just mm. full of it. Um, and I'll just say, bless your heart. It's a trip. It's a public service. So you know what? Drop some super thanks for me to do this because <laughs> please. Uh, I it's a public service. It's draining. I'm over here. <laughs> this you go to the beginning of this chat. I'm all nice and bubbly, but now I'm sitting here like I can't. Just I'm. I can't. Don't let them send you into a spiral, Amir, okay? All right, a couple more things I want to get your reaction to. Uh, let's yeah. roll this clip from the Hodge Twins, which is a, who are a pair of pretty popular black uh, YouTubers uh, on the conservative side of the spectrum. I think it's for the good of society we should do what Russia and China did. What's that? Just ban them. You can't ban homosexuality. I mean, like, that's, like, that's like banning straight people. No, I'm just, they didn't ban them, ban them. They just, they don't, they don't, they don't put up some boundaries. 
Yeah, they don't let you promote it. Yeah, if you want to do it, you can do it behind closed doors. Yeah. But that's a slippery slope. Uh, government going to start putting in cameras and, oh, he's a homo. I told you. <laughs> he's sucking cocky now. Got to go to jail. You know? No, I it'll, be, it'll be cameras beside all the glory holes. That's how they're going to well, get them. I guess I'm being bad, too. I shouldn't say Man, that. I'm over here being facetious, cracking jokes, and it's just going right over your head, I'm man. I'm trying to get serious and have an intellectual conversation. How do you here? get serious talking about homos? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to take them serious because they're not taking me serious. <laughs> Why you want me to take homos serious, they can't even take me serious. Yeah, you can't but, ban them, though. You can't. No, you got you to... Gotta, I believe in you, freedom, Keith. I you, believe in freedom. You, you can't ban them. But you just you just got to create some boundaries, you know? Yeah. Got to gotta regulate it. Got to police them. Can't just let these homos run rampant in this country. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're going to destroy everything, man. They're not going to destroy it. Oh, they will destroy society. They will destroy society. Well, this ideology destroys society. Yeah, it just would, them being gay doesn't. If destroy. you remove just them being gay doesn't destroy the society because gay people. That's been how a, it starts. Gay people have been around for yeah, since I know, the time. But they've been they've been persecuted, they've been oppressed because they. If you give them rights, it's going to bring everybody else down. That's what people are fearing. That's what Christianity feels. That's what Catholics feel. Muslims feel. They think they are doomsayers. They're yeah. going to bring us all down. They're like a cancer. Yeah. And they might be. There's some good but, gay people out there. Yeah, there's a lot of good gay people, but they're cowards. They, they won't say anything. So how's your uh, plan to bring society down going? I've been slacking on my efforts uh, to destroy it from within uh, lately. Yeah, I mean, with the amount of content that I'm producing and conversations that I'm having, I'm totally bringing it down. Uh, that video, it was hard to, to tell what parts were the jokes and what parts weren't because half of me wanted to say that I understood what they were saying as far as like not gay people but the ideology that some of them have kind of how we were just making jokes about uh that person making us want to be or feeling homophobic because they're not liking that person it's more so the ideology that the mainstream uh LGBTQ community carries that I do think that ideology and uh, that mindset does destruct a nation does uh throw people backwards it does um result in just very negative consequences and it but it's not being gay itself but i think that because of how they said at the end uh they're quote-unquote cowards the good ones um i don't think there's so not so much cowards because the same thing can be said for a lot of conservative people who don't want to be vocal and speak up because they don't want to lose their job um it's not so much being a coward it's that you know it, it's it's hard just being this vocal i i don't know it was there's a lot to process it was, it was incoherent and rambly you know like i i get what you're saying i feel like there's an argument to be made that the right. lgbtq agenda which is a political agenda is corrosive to society but to then start saying like gay people are like a cancer like that's very offensive that's obviously not true um, and then I, I have a problem with this idea that like we need to regulate it and police it. Like, yeah. Sir, can, I'm old enough to remember that conservatives are supposed to believe in freedom. Do you want your personal life policed and regulated like how you organize your family and your sex life? Because I don't think that's something that Americans believe in. 
Yep. I mean, hell, even they were being there black. I remember not even a hundred years ago, our entire worldview was being policed and what we can do and what we cannot do, where we can drink, where we cannot drink from, where we can eat and cannot eat from. That was all policed. So it's like, do you want to go back to that too? Like how far are you wanting to give up your freedoms just because you don't like what a certain group of people are doing? Yeah. I, and I also think like I couldn't, I've, I've been attuned to the digital creator space from before I entered it. I've been following this stuff since like 2016. I can't really imagine like right wing YouTube stars or mega influencers being so like casually cavalier talking about gay people like this until maybe even a year or two ago. I like five years ago, people, this would not have been cool. Like they would have gotten yeah. shade for this, but people don't really, it's become normalized with the, the pendulum swinging back to the anti LGBT. Like even uh, some other commentators when um, like, I've just seen some things that can be fairly described as like homophobic rants from conservative media personalities on the internet that I just don't think I would have seen more uh, even a couple of years ago. Oh, I totally agree. I still have to watch this full conversation because I know both of them have met both of them, eaten with both of them, Candace Owens and uh, the officer Tatum. They recently did, a, I think, like a 40 minute podcast talking about uh, how homophobic how, how homosexuals are ruining western america so i have to watch that video and see the context about what's all going down um because i'm curious if it's more so the ideology or if it's just if it is taking that path to just all gays bad so i am curious but you're right i mean it is rising and seeing it online even more and more when back in the day it wasn't cool to do stuff like that all right now we have to check in on nick fuentes before we go here <laughs> How, are you familiar with this guy? Very much so. Okay. What are your thoughts on Mr. Fuentes? Very much so. I think he is, um, he's a character, uh, needless to say. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have any much opinions on him. I think, you know, I'm on the other side of, you know, free speech. I think people can just say what they want to say as long as you're not inciting violence. You do you. Is some of the stuff he says cr absolutely crazy? Yes. Do I agree with any a lot of the things he says? No. Uh, and for that reason, I just don't keep up with him. I'm aware of what he does, what he says. I was following him, you know, the whole gay situation and him being a part of uh, Kanye's campaign and all of that. It, yeah, it's a... Uh, yeah, not He's the smartest hire uh, by me. Yeah. I will just throw that in. But so Fuente, what's relevant for this conversation, he said some crazy crap about all sorts of things. But is he has a particular obsession with gays and gay sex. And I just want to know if it sets off your uh, gaydar at all. Take a look at this clip. Bet. Let's see. You should not seek sex because if you seek sex, you will become gay because sex is a gay act. It's, to it's totally gay. The straightest thing you could do is to never have sex. That's, and everyone knows that's true. Want to know why? Because you retain your semen and you sublimate your sexual desire to creating things. That's why celibacy is the straightest thing. Because who, who are the celibates? Monks? Priests? Soldiers? Okay. Great scientists, philosophers, geniuses. The straightest thing you can do 
is not have sex. Is not have sex. Because having sex with women is gay. That's about the biggest stretch I've ever seen someone take. By all means, I, I, I've, I always try hard to understand someone. I'm always like fighting in my head to look at what view, what lens they're coming from. Um, and there is something to be said by how he said the monks, well, the monks, the priests, and the soldiers, you know, being celibate. Even though, like, low key, these priests unfortunately are not celibate. If we look at some of these uh, court cases. And the soldiers, we know, uh, <laughs> no, that's not happening either. So it's tough to say, but I think that's just wild to me. That's that's Gadar definitely does go off. Um, I feel like it's a way to kind of suppress your own wants and desires by just saying, like, yeah, I'm not having sex with a girl, and if I were, it'd be gay because I'm not being <laughs> it's like celibate. the least gay thing possible. Like, am I straight now? Because, I mean, I would if I could. I don't know. I'm on a, I guess I, I'm on a, a very long streak of uh, of not being gay by his logic. Yeah. That's wild. What, what did you think about it? I, every time I watch a clip of him, I get repressed bottom vibes. <laughs> Just... I'm just being honest. Like this dude definitely is a black square on grinder. There's just no and doubt. Oh my god. I mean, you're not wrong. Just like black square, no host. Uh DL. Yeah, DL. <laughs> That's so bad. I honestly thought about grinder too because we we're talking about um, you know, the priests, the monks, and the military men, I'm thinking like all they have to do is download Grinder, go in any rich neighborhood, and you're gonna see a tons of black squares married to DL from all these Republican daddies who have these random fantasies and, and, and stuff on the side. It's it's that's a whole other can of worms, it's a whole other topic to dive into. But it's it it's wild to me the amount of people that either repress being gay or like hate being gay and then like low-key have a little zest to them on the side yeah we've seen that be exposed many times in the past and i'm just i'm just gonna be honest also i think there was some incident where he had his tab open on stream and there was some corn that was zesty The Zesty, yeah, I remember that, and it may be the same situation, but the uh, the femboy, yeah, this... I don't know that whole that was, yeah, a character. I don't know. I hope that he sees the light and get accepts himself. It's okay to be gay, Nick. It's okay to be gay. I cannot believe these videos. You have me sit here and watch. <laughs> That's wild. I feel like this I, is like kind of a tame week for videos, to be honest. Really? Yeah, I don't know. People can oh let me know in the comments gosh. if they think this week's are bad or not. But I only because normally I record a little bit later in the week. Uh, but I'm moving mm-hmm. on for the trip. I'm I'm going traveling, so I had to do it earlier in the week with you. So mm-hmm. normally I have more time to discover crazy videos. So this was like maybe a six out of ten on the crazy video scale. Insane. All right, Amir. Well, thank you Man. so much for coming on the show. It's been a blast. If folks uh, enjoyed this conversation, they'll check out, they can check out your Instagram and YouTube. I will put them in the description, but 
Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. It was such a fun time and I'm sure um, we'll chat again. All right, guys. Thanks so much for watching. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, yada, yada, yada. And if you're listening on audio, take a sec and rate and review. And with that, I'll see you all next time.